Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, and I am your guide in this journey of coping with the creative life and all the bumps along the way. We explore the trials and travails of productivity, discipline, art, and finances in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1079. Hello and welcome back to The Everyday Novelist. It has been a long time. I am your host, J. Daniel Sawyer, and I am flying solo today and will be for the next couple of episodes, but we will be rejoined again before too long by the glorious lady with the sexy voice, Kitty Nakian. It has been crazy up here at the ranch. Uh, first year, winter caught us flat-footed, and uh, I had to scramble like hell, so I was determined not to let that happen again. The result was that I completely lost the last half of my summer working ahead for winter. The good news is, we got there much, much more prepared this year than last year, which means the winter should be a much more productive time this year than last year. The bad news is between that and helping a dear friend recover from brain surgery and finishing up a book, which I just finished yesterday, glory be, I have been completely buried. But I am finally, finally, finally back. It's the beginning of NaNoWriMo. It, I'm recording this on the night of November 1st. I'll probably be releasing it tomorrow on November 2nd with another episode so that we can get into the NaNoWriMo swing of things. I know a lot of you are playing this year. I have not decided yet whether I am or not, so <laughs> by uh, tomorrow I should decide, and if I am, I will have to scramble to get ahead. If I am, I will be working on the final installment of the Clark Lantham Mystery Series. Book 10 of a 10-book series, and it um, I'm already about 30,000 words into it, so it's not quite writing a novel from scratch, but it's going to wind up being a 120,000-word book anyway, so I've got plenty more than 50,000 words in front of me that I've got to work out. So, one way or another. Um, I'm, I'm going to start that at some point this month. I'm just... I'm going to start back on that at some point this month. I'm just not sure when. So, but I'll keep you guys posted. Also this month, uh, if you care to look at the blog from time to time, I will be posting pictures of the winter prep because I know some of you are really interested in this kind of stuff. What it takes to hew civilization from the wilderness. Uh, meantime, I hope you forgive the rough production quality this afternoon. Meantime, I hope you'll forgive the rough and unadorned production quality today because Frankly, I didn't decide to do this till five minutes ago, and I really do want to get it out. I missed doing this podcast, and I want to get back into the swing of things, and I miss talking to all of you guys. So, to start out this month, we have a question from Dawn. Dawn says, What do I do if I'm afraid or anxious about writing? 
Well, the short answer is do it anyway. There's a few reasons you might be afraid or anxious. One is that you might have incredible performance pressure if you're an avid reader, especially if you're an avid reader who's fought with feelings of inferiority periodically through your life. You may be putting too much on, I've got to do this thing. Of course you've got to do this thing, but the point is you've got to do this thing. You don't want to be aspiring to it, you want to be doing it. And it's better to do it badly than to not do it at all. It is, of course, better to do it well. But well in that sense is an absolute term, not a relative term. You should be doing it as well as you can right now, because if you're a beginner, how well that is is going to rapidly grow as soon as you start doing this for serious. Now, a second reason that you might be anxious is that you're afraid of what might come out. There's an old saw that art is therapy, and it's really, really true in the following sense. When you're creating something, what you're creating is coming out of you, and you're going to see yourself. You're going to see parts of your subconscious you didn't know were there. You're going to see yourself writing about things that you didn't know you were capable of thinking about in that kind of way, whatever kind of way that is. And you're going to be pushing against a lot of your inhibitions, one sort or another. One of the things I love about writing is also the thing that keeps me uh, a little cagey about it. It's the thing that always gets me caught up when I get blocked on a project. I often don't want to see where it's going. Now, I also want to see where it's going, which is why I finish projects. But I often have the experience of reaching the end of the book and feeling both ecstatic and like a freshly squeezed orange. There's just, there's something about the book that got its hooks in me and it's, it feels like some part of my soul has been debrided. It's a very good feeling, but it's a very painful and raw feeling as well. After a few books or a few dozen books, you get used to the range of thoughts that you are capable of thinking and you start you can start to make it a dare to see if how you can push yourself this time, which is really, really satisfying. But it does require looking into those parts of yourself that aren't really safe for public consumption, with the goal of making them consumable for the public. And that's something that trips all sorts of conditioned-in emotional tripwires and just about everybody. Here's the thing. If you don't get it out, you can't decide what to do with it. If you get it out and decide, I don't want the public to see this part of me, you can decide not to publish. But if you do not write, you are taking that decision out of future you's hands. So, and the other part of that is, well, the world is full of f***ed up shit. You're not going to be making it more f***ed up by whatever it is that comes out of your head. I mean, Chuck Palahniuk exists, for f***'s sake. If you have ever read his short story, Guts, if you have ever read Fight Club, if you've ever read Choke, this is a man who goes there. And people love his fiction because he goes there, and he's one of the few people who will. And because of that, he's got an audience. Because one of the things about the modern world is that we're all very domesticated. We're all very genteel. And domestication is not something that suits a predator species like tigers or humans. 
if we want to stay healthy, we kind of have to let off some of that predatory, disgusting, f***ed up energy. Because otherwise, we sometimes may turn it on to our fellows because the pressure gets too high. Looking into the abyss is part of what it takes to do creativity, but it's also part of what it takes to stay sane. To stay the kind of person that can have good and stable relationships. If you've got internal pressure from all the fucked up thoughts you know that nobody will accept you for, even if you're not allowing yourself to think them consciously, you're going to have shallow relationships. That's not a good thing. Learning to face, accept, and integrate those parts of yourself that aren't for public consumption, that you're not supposed to talk about at parties, that is the form of therapy to which art is most suited. And it's no coincidence that the man who came up with the idea of the shadow self, Carl Jung, did so through studying art and narrative, both in the forms of fiction and mythology. Because that's what this shadow play is all about. Art is a dream state. And your dreams go weird places. And when you put your dreams on paper, your audience gets to go weird places. But they only get to go there if you first put it on paper, and then you decide to release it. Or, but at least if you put it on paper, it's out. And you've got your handle. And you can put your hand on it. So to deal with that second fear, my advice... Decide a priori that you are going to accept whatever comes out. It's part of you already, whether you accept it or not. If you accept it, you make peace with it, it stops having as much power over you. A firecracker, if you let it explode in your open hand, it'll hurt, but it won't harm. If you close your fist, it'll blow your fingers off. A lot of the darker impulses of the human animal are like that. Repression makes them worse rather than making them go away. So I hope that helps. And I am so glad to be back. We're open for questions again. Please send them in. I think I've got enough here to go through eh, a couple of weeks before I have to just start improving all of this stuff, uh, subjects included. So send me questions. Keep me updated on your NaNoWriMo, and I hope you guys all kick ass. It's great to see you again. Bye for now. The Everyday Novelist is written and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian, and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2023 J. Daniel Sawyer, and the production is copyright 2023 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, and all other rights are reserved to the author. Join the conversation. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.